Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James, sitting here with my pint of the black stuff, the Guinness, the Manor, the drink of the gods. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. I will yeah. not disagree. <laughs> yep, for all my craft beer stuff, there's nothing like a Guinness. That's true. But that's, that's what I'm having. Jo- J- Jody already actually knew that um, yes. from when we were talking before the episode. <laughs> but this drink's going to be a surprise for me. I am drinking a... It's a stout. It's also a stout, yes. Cool. It's a stout. It's also a stout. Um, it's, it's from Michigan, so... Ooh. Bells? Thank you. Nope, nope, not Bells. Not Bells. Founders? Uh, um, I thought Founders was... Are they from Michigan? I thought so. Not positive. Okay. No, it's it's not it's not Bells. It's not Founders. Uh, well, I I actually did not remember that this one was from Michigan. It's but well, it's it not Michigan. It it works. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, New Holland Brewing, Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout. Oh, sweet! It, it is a little sweet, actually. Sweet. Which uh. <laughs> So uh, which one is it? Isn't there Dragon's Milk Urban? Like, aren't there many varieties? Or, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I'm not sure. I this is one that I actually have known about for many years, and kept forgetting about it. You know, I'd like go to some place and buy something, and and I'd turn around and look, and I'd be like, "Well, shit, I was, <laughs> I was already going to get this. Damn it!" And uh, you know that kind of stuff and and finally here recently I, I thought screw it I, it was the first thing i saw so i said screw it i'm gonna get that instead of anything else so i've given it a 4.25 rating on um the the app i use i've had several of their drag i've had their just standard dragon's milk i've had mm-hmm. their white dragon's milk white stout uh, which i think has vanilla flavors i think it's been a while um i've had one or two others at kuma's that we've been to yeah uh, but the last one I had was just a couple weeks ago. And uh, so in a, in a upcoming episode, you'll hear Jody and I recording a review of the Gloom card game uh, at a place called Donuts and Dragons in yeah. Indianapolis. Uh, it's it's going to be one of our mini Halloween episodes. Yes. Um, but we recorded and, and, it like last year. and <laughs> didn't, didn't we record that on your phone? <laughs> yes. Yes, that will be that and the Phantasmagoriana that will be coming up. will be the last two of the uh, lower, <laughs> low, low death. <laughs> uh, but yeah, two, yes, two of our <laughs> Halloween sub episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I had a, I went to Donuts and Dragons is open back up. Uh, after mm-hmm. the whole COVID thing and, you know, restricted seating and stuff, uh, I won't worry about getting into it, but I had the Dragon's Milk Reserve Rum Barrel Aged Stout with Chocolate Hazelnut and Toasted Coconut. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they just do all sorts of Dragon's Milk varieties, so I didn't know. If, yeah. Oh, fuck. Ooh, hazelnuts, oh. toasted coconut? Yeah. It was good. Yep. Went hiking for a few miles and then went and go, went and had that. It was a perfect trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we get too insanely spicy bean burrito off topic. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, get, I could, okay, so to keep us kind of, get us back on the topic, one, one last thing, and this, this actually will seg into what we were going to do. Sweet. I mean, 
never mind. Wrong man. <laughs> so, so another really good clip, and God, I don't. He may have been on there more than one time. I don't know. But another really good clip from from uh, Late Show with David Letterman was uh, Joe Cocker. <laughs> Cocker. When, <laughs> yeah, I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah, that was Letter, hey, Joe Cocker was coming out to perform, and Letterman says, "In performing a song off his new album, Cocker." <laughs> Hence the joke, <laughs> Cocker. I don't even know her. <laughs> um, but Joe Cocker, on some of his early material, featured guitar work by Little Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page yeah. of Led Zeppelin. If you've heard uh, "With a Little Hope for My Friends." Yes. Yeah, not the Beatles version. The the the, the hardly Joe Cocker. Nowhere, Cocker version. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. That nice segue. Good. Yeah. I, good job. I thought so. Context. <laughs> Context. Damn it! I have to drink Guinness. How horrible is that? Uh, yeah, I know. That's. I, was, I said it and then immediately took a sip. <laughs> oh, rat. <laughs> And as a heads up, we mentioned this in the first of the Led Up 3 arc episodes. This is the 50th anniversary. The yes. actual date of its release. Oh, what the hell? I just had it. <laughs> Son of a diddly. Oh, come on. You're kidding me, right? Hello. There we go. Ha ha. So the actual. <laughs> pause, pause. Wait for the pause. <laughs> was released October 5th in the U.S., and 23rd in the UK, and you'll probably hear say that again in the fourth episode. Uh, but so the fifth of the US would have just been a few days ago. Yeah. As, as we released, wait, no, haha, that is October. That is our Halloween time. I do tell a lie. We're releasing this the week before. <laughs> so it doesn't conflict with Halloween time. We. And then, of course, as you're listening to this, you realize what's going on, but I'm looking it up on my thing right here. Don't look it up on your thing. Well, it's big enough. I've got it all stenciled in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a joke there that I'm, I'm going to say for another time. <laughs> okay. So, as you listen to this, on September 25th, <laughs> in, in a week... And two days, three days, <laughs> damn it. Yes. And 10 days from now will be the 50th anniversary of the release of Led Zeppelin 3 in the U.S. And then it was released a few weeks later in the U.K. <laughs> damn it. We talked about Headley Grange in our Led Zeppelin. No, ha ha, damn it. I just finished the notes for Led Zeppelin 4 not long ago, and they go back to Ledley Grange and Zepp 4, and that's where I was going to say, you might remember from Zepp 3, and I'm confusing myself. And, and, and every every time you stop yourself like that, it's, it's, it's uh, so you've done that twice now this episode, and in both times I've thought of, I've thought of Spanish Inquisition stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Or two. <laughs> Our favorite Zeppelin albums consist of one, two, three, wait, and four. Or four. <laughs> Let me come back in. <laughs> so, um, Hedley Grange. <laughs> I, I did just finish editing episode two of the Led Zeppelin three arc, and that's where I talked about. We'll finish up with Headley Grange. And Jody's like, ooh, Headley Grange. So episode three, <laughs> Headley yeah. Grange. That's Headley. 
Okay, then see, now I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> oh, God, I love Mel Brooks. <clears throat> yeah. So, Headley Grange. Uh, last time as we left, we talked about going from Wales to Olympic Studios. They did a bit there, but then they wanted to go back to nature a little bit more. So they go to Headley Grange. Uh-huh which is in the Hampshire region of England, not Wales, <laughs> in, in mid-May. And they took the Rolling Stones mobile unit, mm-hmm. which I do believe we discussed in length in one of the Deep Purple episodes. Yes, at least a couple of them. Yes. You yeah. know, when they burn shit down. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so uh, Paige loved Wales so much, he wanted more of the same. And one of Peter Grant's female employees got the setup for the band, and I tried to find her name. I'm sorry, could not. The best I could find is that 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 was it. So you know. Okay. Uh, but part of what this was from was due to, as we've said before, from a Jonesy quote, and he said it again this time around, to get the numbers down before we went to the studio. Although in this case, the studio actually also went along with them. Yeah. Headley Grange, it's 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 a manor house, right? The the one in the one that they'd been to in Wales at Bromar was a it was like a cottage, wasn't it? Right. Yes. Yeah, and Headley Headley Grange is actually a manor house. Tis. Yeah, I, it, I I'm just I'm picturing it in my head, and I and I think when I originally read about this when I was you know in high school, I kept picturing them both being kind of like cottages, <laughs> <laughs> and and then I actually saw a picture of Headley Grange, and I went, whoa, that's like a mansion that's not what i expected <laughs> nobody expected that <laughs> no yeah um I, I don't know what i would have thought like and I, i'm trying to remember because then i've read the other books and since then so i knew it was a bigger place and you know internet came along but yeah when we were in high school we read this stuff and you picture the cottage of Brumrar and then yeah they, they go to this old kind of it's it's still kind of derelict and cold a little mm-hmm. bit i don't know about derelict but cold and, and not not modern Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know what I picture, but then they start talking about the big hallway with the big drum sound, so I, you know, never really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, here, you know what? Screw it. Context! Yay! Oh, fuck. It's okay. uh, about Headley Grange. <laughs> it's <laughs> built in 1795. It was an old Victorian workhouse, meaning a place for the poor and infirm and elderly, also mm-hmm. called a house of industry. Uh, think of those poor houses that Ebenezer Scrooge mentions in A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which, also interestingly enough, a very good version of that is the one with Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Woo! Shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> it's been a while since I got Uncle Scrooge in here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it burned down in eight, the 1830 riots, uh, November 23rd. The, it was actually the swing riots which were agricultural workers who were worried about technology. Hmm. Now they, it was repaired and continued as a workhouse and sold in 1870 for 420 pounds, which would be about 400 US dollars at that time and renamed Headley Grange. Uh, the name Headley had been in there, but Grange was added. Okay. Became a home for visiting Americans and for art school students. Ah. Nice. Peter Grant, yeah, Peter Grant actually knew the area from the World War II evacuations into the country to get the kids out of the the cities. Oh yeah, it was used by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, they actually had formed in 1967 already, mm-hmm. and the Pretty Things, who had formed way back in '63, 
Cool. And it was always cold. Plant and Bottom would stay elsewhere the next time they came here to record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Jimmy loved it because it was haunted. And uh, according to Engineer, sh- should we say who or should we save that for when we get to that part? Uh, that's up to you. I'm going to save it. Okay. I have two reasons. One okay. is foreshadowing. Two is I don't have it written on this page because I've mentioned it prior and it will come up again and I'm not looking on my notes for the fourth motherfucking time. Uh-huh, I could tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> well, no, you, you said you would do it later, so I will yep. not, not, not in, take it away. <laughs> anyway, um, according to the engineer, uh-huh, <laughs> which actually I, I'm 99% sure I know who it is, but I've, I've screwed up too many times on this in the past. <laughs> oh, this is at three. I'm yeah. jumping ahead, I think, to step four. It's Andy Johns. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, Andy Johns. Andy Andy Johns and uh, Ian Stewart. Boogie was Stu. Um, yeah. He, he helped quite a bit, but he wasn't the engineer. Right. It's Andy. That's why you said yeah. Andy was close. <laughs> does, does it start with an S? Really? <laughs> that doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> According to Andy Johns, <laughs> Jimmy was more worried about creepy noises and flying furniture and seeing ghosts than he was about the being cold. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, anyway, did you have anything else on Headley, Headley Grange? No, I was just going to make the Blazing Saddles reference. So you've already done that, so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but we can keep doing it because it's fun. <laughs> huh, okay, then. Uh, you know, Hetty, Hetty Lamar sued them. <laughs> sued Blazing Saddles. Melbourne. Did she? Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming she yeah, did over using, over... No, no, she didn't. Because it's satirical. But yeah. Yeah, she, so. she helped with like war effort and shit. And yeah. We should do an episode on her. We, we should. Okay, would you like me to continue? <laughs> sure, now that okay. I belched not in the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. We, we all appreciate it. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Another quote by Jones. There was no conscious desire along the lines of, ooh, we've done heavy. Now we should look at soft. And thank goodness. That's being my... Actually, this whole thing is a quote, and that's a semi-quote within it, so I, I was trying to do that. <laughs> anyway, meaning it was just how it was, but it was good. And uh, Jones also enjoyed sitting on the grass, playing acoustic guitars and mandolins. And Plant mentioned his increasing music abilities, uh, if you recall. Remember, he wasn't interested during their first ever practice in regards to Jonesy's abilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now he said he was learning how to syncopate and was flourishing. Plant also said about the songs they're working on, the only heavy band I liked was Led Zeppelin. Hence, three, we've done heavy. Let's do soft. <laughs> and if you remember my rant at the end of the first episode of this Led Zeppelin 3 arc, uh, soft, well, sure, three is soft for Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on a related note, Paige didn't stress about image allowing for three because Paige said nothing is static. I like that. Yeah. yeah. For me, the whole thing was the soft had been there from the beginning. Right. Yeah, it, it had always been part of what they were doing. It's just when they did three, there was more, much more of it. 
but I, you know, to me, that didn't really mean that they were going in, in such a radically different direction. It, it also didn't hurt that I, you know, was coming into it almost 20 years after the fact. So <laughs> true. It, yeah. If three is a new release after you'd listen to one and two, it might be more of a shock. Yeah. But they were all pretty much out by the time we were old enough to be in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why they're still at Headley Grange, they were asked to be cultural ambassadors. Sure. They were asked to be. They were asked to be. They were asked to be. <laughs> the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> While still at Headley Grange, they were asked to be cultural ambassadors of England, so they went to an Iceland concert on June 22nd, 1970. Uh-huh. Uh, so they played Dazed and Confused, Bring It On Home, Heartbreaker, Since I've Been Loving You, Brom Rar, had an organ solo, Thank You, Moby Dick, How Many More Times, Communication Breakdown, A Whole Lot of Love. And I'd like to point out they did not play two shows as some biographers have written. Some of those fucking books I have keep talking about two shows in Iceland, but the other books they won, and on the Led Zeppelin official site, because they have all of them listed, you can look. They have it listed as one. <laughs> so there's one. Stephen won. <laughs> so, so they're not led to show Zeppelin? No, no. But, they, <laughs> but if you remember, both uh, Bonham and uh, Plant did buy a farm, so they could be two, <laughs> two sheds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching way too much Monty Python lately. <laughs> There's no such thing, my good sir. <laughs> that's true that's true there's yeah. you can you can never have too much monty python or led zeppelin that is accurate <laughs> oh there uh is a press review snippet that i have here I, i'm not going to give the whole review because that's just too much um so a snippet of the press review says when the hour came they took their place on stage plant like a lion with a gilded mane toned young and elegant he was dressed in a shirt with golden threads and very tight jeans Jason to plant were two princes, Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones. Page dressed in blue velvet, Jones in a white robe and green velvet trousers. Either Bonham um, was too far in the back or he was not wearing anything fancy enough for the uh, press review to give a crap. <laughs> they might not have been able to see him through all the drums. That could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how large his drum set was at that point. So. <clears throat> I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to mention that there was a union strike going on at the time, so students at the university where they played actually helped put the show on. Cool. Plant loved it, and this is where he got the inspiration to pin the lyrics to Immigrant Song, not from a book on Vikings raiding England, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, either could be plausible, but... <laughs> either could be plausible, but I think that is being confiscated with the fact that he was reading certain books that will show up in Led Zeppelin 4 for his writing of Stairway and other thusly songs on Zepp 4. Uh, and the reason why I know Plant loves it there and that's where he got the inspiration is because it's from quotes from Plant's motherfucking biography. Auto, autobiography, Stephen. Poor Stephen. So seriously. <laughs> I, I, I would, I, well, okay, I shouldn't say poor Stephen because... 
I've read one of the books that he wrote and I know what the other book is. And I know they both got trashed by the people who were uh, the subjects of those books. <laughs> no, I, I'm glad he, I, I'm kind of being an ass, but I'm glad he yeah. wrote it because that was the only book out for quite a while that we could true. read as teenagers. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's true. Hammer no. the God. It was the first Zeppelin biography that either one of us read. Right. So, you know, Stephen, you were the first one. So there probably wasn't as much out there. And this was back in the day before the internet, before anything, you did the best you could and you made up shit to go in there to make it better. Yeah. And, and you listened to, um, Richard, Richard Cole, Richard Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I, he talked to Richard Cole, Cole quite a bit for that book. If I remember so, right. So I should probably say, damn it, Stephen less and damn it, Richard Moore. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, they did spend some more time at Headley Grange in, in this time also. So June 22nd was the Icelandic concert, but then they continued at Headley Grange. Um, but I would like to go forward while they're still at Headley and talk about a very cool place called the Bath Festival of Blues and Progressive Rock. Yeah. It occurred June 28th, 1970. I've got like, this is actually neat enough that you should check this out. You can mm -hmm. online pictures and stuff and just, it's all kick ass, but I've got some notes on this. If you would indulge me. Okay. And uh, of course, Jody's going to jump in anyway. So, you know, yeah, uh, it's, it's not like I was going to stop you. <laughs> Don't stop me now. Cause I'm having <laughs> such a good time having a ball. Cause remember from episode one, queen just started this year. <laughs> yep. Ah, anyway, um, they did turn down a $200,000 U.S. show, uh, specifically a brace of shows at 100K each, because they were only paid 20000 more at the Bath Festival, but they wanted to play it because it was in England, and they wanted to get a little more, like, they, they, they were an English band, and they wanted to do yeah. some England things and, and get some, their English countrymen to like them more. Yeah. Now, I, um, I am going to interrupt here a little bit, because I don't uh, remember... Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't remember when we were talking about the first two albums. Did weren't they invited to play at Woodstock? And they they turned Woodstock down for a, not necessarily the same reason, but they they had already been booked to play like Isle of Wight or something like that. So they they were asked to play. I know Peter Grant turned them down. I don't remember why. Why though? I, I'm actually yeah. trying to look it up now because yes, we did talk about that. Okay, oh, I couldn't remember. Yeah, what I found real quick was that they didn't want to be part of a multi-act bill. Um, Grant wanted just Zeppelin to be Zeppelin. Oh, okay, well so, that would uh, I, I can believe that. <laughs> I, I, yep, I can too. In fact, it looks like they actually played a show that night in uh, Asbury Park's convention hall. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But yeah, but no, you are correct there. It wasn't for Woodstock, but they did do a couple of things in England that were like cheaper than their usual thing would be because they wanted to do something for their country. Yeah. Uh, although there are 20,000 they were paid, which was uh, evidently still a lot more than other acts because Grant demanded it. Demanded it? Demanded it. He demanded it. He, Grant demanded it and it pissed off Frank Zappa's manager because evidently nobody was supposed to get paid more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, as much as I love Frank Zappa, yeah. <laughs> uh, B.B. Fallon, who will become a bigger fixture in the Zep4 arc, uh, was here because at the time he's a publicist with T-Rex. Uh, yeah. And he said they killed. T-Rexes tended to do that, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Plant was odd at headlining with artists such as Jefferson Airplane, who had started in 65, and uh, Janis Joplin with Big Brother and the Holding Company, started in 1967. They had played the previous year, but were way further down the line up list this time, and that now they were headlining. Uh, they, yeah. uh, this is where Paige met Roy Harper. Ooh. Yeah, and Harper said of Paige, you want to take a guess what Roy Harper said of Paige upon his first meeting? Not really. His pants are too short. <laughs> Was he wearing a schoolboy uniform? <laughs> no, no. Like, I think I've got some notes on that here in a second. But no, it's not like Angus Young or, or Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> you know, just, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Jimmy asked Harper to teach him the Blackpool song. And Harper ended up selling a lot of albums due to his companionship with Led Zeppelin. And also, according to Plant, would go along with Zeppelin to get the occasional blowjob. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grant had called the meteorology station to get the sunset time, and he <laughs> started unplugging the Flocks. It's an electric uh, violins, jazz rock band from uh, like Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, they started unplugging the Flox Am so Zeb could set up and play as the sun set behind them and slowly raise lights as the sun went down to make it magical. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nobody's going to argue with Grant and Cole when they're unplugging shit. Uh, no. The first acoustic set played in England by, by Zeppelin, not the first ever, you know. Right. Uh, they introduced That's the Way as The Boy Next Door. Okay. They opened with Immigrant Song. The lyrics had been pinned less than a week before. Nice. Because of Iceland, Richard Cole. <laughs> uh, other songs, uh, the other song from their upcoming third album that they played was uh, Since I've Been Loving You. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to read their full set list. Go look it up online. That's too much. <laughs> they, they all, it's on, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on LedZeppelin.com. It's on LedZeppelin.com. That's where I got it from, so screw it. Y'all go read that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Other than to say they did play a version of Johnny B. Good, which our high school band played. Yes, we did. I got to say, whose is better? Because obviously it was not ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but much like Roy Harper, I did it in the hopes of getting a blowjob. That did not happen, but at least I had cute cheerleaders dancing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they had funky facial hair, and Jimmy had like this weird floppy-ass hat on. He looked like he should be some English gardener instead of a rock star. <laughs> I've seen those pictures. Yep, those are the pictures, yeah. The roads were so muddy that Jones came in on a helicopter and had to lend a bit away. So Hell's Angels took him the rest of the way with him wearing a cowboy hat. And he said it was one of my better entrances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert, when, during his patter, said they were glad to be back in England as a lot of things wrong in America at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I got some notes on that, but I would like to point out Sir Robert that during the show, people were pulling down the chain link fence to get in for free. And there were, uh, and, and we'll say on France's behalf, some of the biographers said that student protests were occurring in France at the time, but that was 1968, not 1970. Different protests. Anyway. Yeah, it's those other protests. Yeah, them, them protests. Not those. Right, but these. <laughs> Uh, but for some context, because that's why we're here. 
It's a good thing I was getting ready to take a sip when you said that. Ah, Guinness. Um, also during late 1969, early 1970 in America, to give you an idea of what Robert was talking about, uh, the Weathermen were a leftist militia group, were a big thing, and uh, that also was a cause of the Chicago Days of Rage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, the Kent, Kent State shooting. That was 1970, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Zodiac Killer. Oh, yeah. The Altamont Free Concert. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, should we tell what that is real quick? Uh, you know, that might actually have the most yeah. intersection here with what we've been talking about. So sure, yeah. you do that while I drink. So, okay, um, so at Altamont, the, um, uh, during the Rolling Stones set, the security at the, at the concert was being done by the Hells Angels. And a concert goer wound up being stabbed by one of the Hells Angels right in front of the stage. And uh, the whole thing was filmed I mean the whole concert was being filmed so there's you know apparently there was this footage of this guy getting stabbed and everything so um, it was uh, it was a pretty big deal back then yeah kind of I oh, damn I some in my notes somewhere I've got some quotes from my Keith and Mick about that in case we ever do that episode but yeah yeah so John Paul Jones may have gotten a gotten a ride in by Hell's Angels and had a good time but not everywhere true yeah I'm gonna say whose fault it was uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know what started it. I just know the guy got stabbed. Right. Uh, also, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, that sucks. <laughs> but you know what the worst part was? Yeah, saying that because the Vikings are in the same division as the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> if, if the Bears can't make it, might as well be one of their. <laughs> to get back on track, do you know the thing that really, really, really just screwed America up at this point in time? Oh, uh, let's see. 1970. Late 69, um, early 1970. Late 69, early 1970. Um, man, there was so much going on. <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you. The Brady Bunch premiered. The horror! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I was a split second away from doing that. <laughs> anyway, that's what I have on the Bath Festival. Okay. <laughs> they finished up at Headley Grange, and then they did do a short little round of uh, shows in Germany, uh, J- July 16th in Cologne, July 17th in Essen, July 18th in Frankfurt, 19th in Berlin, which was another German record breaker with a 6,000-person-sized crowd. Nice. Yeah, they, they had police with water cannons ready in case of riots, but the band, quote, left the audience too limp from the sheer excitement and a two-hour half, half show. Unquote. <laughs> nice. Yep. And German shows had a similar set list. You can look those up. So. Yeah. I've been to Frankfurt. Oh, cool. Yeah, I do. I know you're in Germany for a year, year and a half. It's 14 months, I think. Cool. Which I know you talked about in the Halloween episode as well. Yeah. But that's so cool. I still remember that record shop I used to love going to. <laughs> and I miss awesome record shops. Yeah. And then next, the North American tour. Tour 6, Summer Autumn 1970. Yay! Ha, 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 just kidding. (laughs) It was supposed to start on the 5th or 6th in Cincinnati, Ohio. I've actually seen conflicting dates. But it was rescheduled so John Paul Jones could stay in the UK with his ill father. Oh. The tour was rescheduled a bit, and we will come to it in a little while. Yay! (laughs) 
Was that um, the was was that the ill father that told him there was no future in electric bass guitar? That is the ill father. How'd that work out? Well, since John Paul Jones could buy half of England, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the half that Paul McCartney can't buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my stopping point for part three. Oh, that's a good stopping point. I liked it. Do you have anything to add, my good sir, on, on this? Uh, if you'd like me to tell you the mixing and and uh, some of the touring and some of the songs will be in the next couple of things. Um, no, that's fine. Cool. I'm good. Well, in that case, I'm good too. Yay! So on that note, a note of Jody saying yay and John Paul Jones's ailing father. <laughs> <laughs> no, an, up, an upbeat note. I don't know what that note was because I don't have perfect pitch. I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> You know, I've I've only known one person with perfect pitch, which was our former keyboardist who's busy decomposing right now. But oh, <laughs> he's a decomposing composer. <laughs> uh, sorry, Douglas. We do miss you. Yeah. But that's enough of that. <laughs> All right then. Until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Hello, Mrs. Primus. Hello, Mrs. Conclusion. No, we did whales. I thought so. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> I may not be drunk, but I sure ain't sober. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going someplace, too. <laughs> I, I, I thought about saying something. I thought, no, I'll save it for later. Perfect. Okay, then. But I will say I'm a gentleman, so we both won that night. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.